0: Hello everyone listening from wherever. My name is Adam and this is my podcast called Pop Culture Sync. This is the first ever episode of Pop Culture Sync, so I hope you're as excited as I am. Today we will be covering everything pop culture related, from Alex Baldwin to Eurovision. We also have a bombshell interview from the person himself, Mr. Perez Hilton. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you wanna reach out to me on social media, I have an Instagram page for Pop Culture Sync called Pop Culture Sync. Would you believe it? So guys, we have some Eurovision news, the most campy show in the world, which in fairness is watched by a massive audience of 200 million people. It's been announced that Alicia Dixon, Graham Norton, Hannah Waddingham and Judy Asanina will be hosting Eurovision 2023 in Liverpool. So, Ukraine won Eurovision 2022 with their song, Stefania, but because of the ongoing war, the UK will host since they came in second place with their song, Spaceman by Sam Ryder. You may recognize Alicia Dixon from being a judge on Britain's Got Talent. She was also in a band called Miss Teak back in the day, So back in the day, I wasn't even born. Like, Alicia, she ages like fine wine. It's crazy. I hope she drops her skincare routine. You might also recognise Alicia from being a former judge on Strictly. (laughs) Graham Norton is probably the most well-known host here. He has this iconic talk show. He was on Father Ted before I was born. A certain team keeps coming. He was also a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, and he's done so, so much. We could talk about it all day. Then we have Hannah Waddingham, who I didn't know that much. I've seen her in Sex Education. She's Rebecca and Ted Lasso. She was also in Game of Thrones. I don't know why, you could say the same thing about Alicia, but there's something so likeable and British about her, I don't know, it might just be me. The final host we have is Julia Sanina, she's the only Ukrainian host here. She's a member of the band The Hard Kiss, and she was a judge on X Factor Ukraine. The three ladies, Alicia, Hannah and Julia, will be hosting the semi-finals. With Graham Norton joining them for the grand finale. I don't know if it's just me, but I love Eurovision so much. I don't think there's better live TV to be honest. And I know it's just a song contest. But especially like when my own country Ireland is in the final, which at this rate is like once every 100 years. Like the national pride is there, it's actually crazy. So this year's contest will be in Liverpool from the 9th to the 13th of May. If you're interested in watching, i definitely recommend watching it. It's gotten really good these last few years. There's been huge hits in the contest like Snap, like Snappin1, 2, and Arcade like Loving You is a losing game, ignore my terrible singing, but like this proves the contest produces major major hits around the world. So it's been announced that the production company behind the movie Rust will have to pay a fine of $100,000 over the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins, who is the woman that Alex Baldwin said he shot accidentally. Like he's pled not guilty to a charge of involuntary manslaughter last week. If you remember the shooting, it happened way back in October 2021. To anyone who might forget who Alec Baldwin is, he's Adam Maitland in Beetlejuice. The movie, not the person, that would be very problematic. He's also Jack Ryan in The Hunt for Red October. He did voice acting in Madagascar on Spongebob. And he used to always be on Saturday Night Live doing imitations of Donald Trump, which really boiled Trump's blood. The New Mexico Environment Department's Occupational Health and Safety Bureau have issued a $136,000 fine, which like is the maximum allowed by state law, but the fine was reduced by $100,000 under a private settlement. It's the New Mexico Environmental Department, because the shooting happened in Santa Fe, which is in New Mexico. To anyone who doesn't know, like New Mexico, it borders Texas, and obviously it borders Mexico. Alec Baldwin has also recently been sued by three Rust members, so Rust is the name of the film, three crew members, over the death of Helena Hutchins. The lawsuit says that the crew members were near Alec Baldwin when Helena Hutchins was shot, so they're probably just a bit traumatized I guess. (laughs) The defendants named in the lawsuit are Addick Baldwin, Rust Movie Productions and L. Deratio Pictures. It's said that they cut corners and ignored safety rules according to Mr. Figgle, adding that they put the quick and cheap production of Rust ahead of the safety of the cast and crew. Also among the complaints are accusations that Baldwin did not pay attention during weapons training and he failed to make sure the gun was not loaded with a live bullet, and that he discharged the round, but Baldwin has denied that he pulled the trigger. Alec Baldwin pleaded not guilty to two charges of involuntary manslaughter over the death of Miss Hutchins, as I said earlier. He will next face a preliminary hearing at a date yet to be seen, which will determine whether this case goes to trial. Will this be another amber Heard, Johnny Depp? Only time will tell. Santa Fe District's Attorney's Office recently dropped a firearm enhancement to the charge, which would have made the crime punishable by a mandatory five years in jail. This is a really tough situation to judge. Alec Baldwin definitely had to take some responsibility for what happened. He was negligent, but at the same time, when you're an actor, you're only focusing on your own lines. But also, why would he point a gun at a cinematographer? There's so many questions that need to be asked. This has not happened since 1993 in the US, since the movie Crow. I do think there's a reason why this hasn't happened in 20 years. No matter what happens, it'll definitely be hard for Alec Baldwin to get his career back on track. He has eight kids. I couldn't imagine living with this horrific feeling, this guilt, which I find horrific. But he and especially the producers were negligent. They never did some of the safety checks they were supposed to do, and now they have to pay the ultimate price. So Emma Thompson has won two Academy Awards, three BAFTAs, three Golden Globes, and one Emmy. She's been in many Oscar movies, like romantic comedies, including Love Actually, which I have to say is my like joint favourite Christmas movie of all time probably with Christmas with the Cranks and the Snowman. The Snowman and the Snowdog is so good guys, I don't know what you're saying. But anyways, Emma Thompson just said in an episode of Radio Times podcast that she believes that romantic love is a myth and actually quite dangerous and that we really do have to take it with a massive pinch of salt. She also said that long-term relationships are hugely difficult and complicated And if anyone thinks that happy ever after has a place in our real lives, forget it. Let me tell you a bit about myself. So I'm 19. I've never been in a proper romantic relationship. I've been on many dates, and I've been close to being in a relationship. But I just didn't feel a connection with the person, or it just didn't work out for like X reason. Like in the past few years, before all these dates, I always dreamt of having this perfect relationship. Like, I always dreamt of going on a romantic holiday to somewhere like Corfu and having the time of my life. However, the, like the more and more I go on like dates, I just lose hope of that happening. The standards sometimes just can be so, so low. I lose hope that I'll actually find the right person to be completely honest. I felt like I haven't found the right person yet, who I'm gonna fall in love with and cherish for the rest of my life. But at the same time, I desperately want to get married someday and have children some way. I've never dealt with cheating, but I do worry with certain people who I might date in the future. They might cheat on me. I feel like it's very easy to tell. I don't know if that's just me. I do consider myself to be old-fashioned on like the topics of like open relationships and polygamy, even. like I'd never consider either. It's, I wouldn't consider an open relationship. Like I do believe that families like should have two parents, like obviously like regardless of gender. But like the thing that worries me is that according, this is like an American poll, so according to like a YouGov poll of over 23,000 Americans, 25% of Americans are open to having an open relationship. I'm sure that percentage is very similar in a lot of countries. I don't think that open relationships are like a positive part of society, but that's my opinion at the moment. And I know many people who like would disagree with me on that. It's definitely an issue I could evolve on. I don't think these relationships should be banned. But when there's children involved in these open relationships, I think it's extremely damaging. But that's my own opinion, I guess. There is a lot of sacrifices that are had when you enter a long-term relationship. You have to live with them like eventually, which could mean personalities clashing. The romantic golden period might like, start to fade away. Uh, All I say is, just wish me luck. So, it's been announced that Justin Bieber has cancelled the rest of the dates for his Justice World Tour, which is because of his slow recovery of Ramsay Hunt Syndrome. Ramsay Hunt Syndrome is a horrific syndrome. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It occurs when a shingles outbreak affects the facial nerve near one of your ears. In addition to the painful shingles rash, Ramsay hunt syndrome can cause facial paralysis and hearing loss in the affected ear. If you want to know my opinion, I feel bad for Justin. Like, I know he was slightly controversial in the past. Like, he said the thing about Anne Frank. I'm never going to forget that. He was like, if Anne Frank was alive today, she would be a believer. Like, why would you say that? I just... ah. And he's also been charged with a misdemeanor of vandalism. He's gone to jail. But, like, at the end of the day, like, he does a lot of work for charity and mental health, since he struggles with his own personal mental health. And he has some banging songs, like, Sorry, What Do You Mean, Love Yourself, and some are not so good, like, Baby, Baby, Baby. But I honestly wish Justin the best. I hope he recovers. Like, it's a serious thing to have, and I wouldn't wish it on him. (music) So Los Angeles County have agreed to pay nearly $29 million to NBA superstar Kobe Bryant's widow after police shared graphic images of his fatal helicopter crash two years ago. Like we've all seen it. It was horrible. Bryant and his daughter Gianna, like it's so sad, died along with seven others when the aircraft crashed in the LA area. His wife, Vanessa Bryant, sued, saying first responders photographed human remains as tradable souvenirs. Lawyers for LA County called the settlement fair and reasonable. They said, quote, Today marks the successful culmination of Mr. Bryant's courageous battle to hold accountable those who engaged in this grotesque conduct, lawyers for the plaintiff said in a statement on Tuesday. They also said she fought for her husband, her daughter, and all those in the community who deceased family retreated with similar disrespect. We hope her victory at trial and the settlement will put an end to this practice. Like, Vanessa, you go, girl. You're completely in the right. This is a big win for the Bryant family, and I guess for death, just what you do when someone dies. Like, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to lose your partner and child in a helicopter crash. It must be so traumatic and the fact that the police shared graphic images of the facial helicopter crash is inhumane and dangerous and anyone involved in that definitely should be fired if they haven't been already. Seeing a video constantly of your partner and your own child dying in a helicopter crash must feel like having a hundred knives stabbed into you at one time. Like some people just have no shame. So guys, I have some news about Ed Sheeran. So Ed Sheeran said he spiraled into depression last year after his wife was diagnosed with a tumour and when his friend Jamal Edwards, who gave Ed his first big break, died suddenly at the age of 31. So Sherry Seaborn, who he married in 2019, was told she had a tumour while being pregnant with the couple's second child. That sounds absolutely devastating. Cherry was told that there was no route to treatment until after the birth of the baby. At the time when this happened, Ed Sheeran was in court facing a copyright trial because people thought that Thinking Out Loud sounded like Let's Get It On by Martin Gay, like, I do see some similarities, but this is awful, awful timing. Ed Sheeran said these events changed his life, his mental health, and ultimately the way he viewed music. And because of the offence that happened, he scrapped hundreds of songs he written for like this upcoming 6th album. Thankfully, Sheeran and Seaborn welcomes their second child last May. Ed, like, he hasn't updated the media on his wife's health, but I pray she's okay and... I hope she's cancer free. So Mr. Ed Sheeran, he was writing like to fans to announce the release of his new album, Subtract, an album that was written against a backdrop of grief and hope. The fact that he wrote this album in only a week, and we haven't heard this yet, it's not released yet, but it says a lot about him and a lot about how talented he is. Like I wasn't the biggest fan of his last album. I thought it was just too generic, too poppy. But like they're describing this album as spiralling through fear, depression and anxiety. I could definitely get behind this. According to a press release from Sheeran's record label, Atlantic, Subtract, which was originally planned as an acoustic album, will now range from paired back, full cleaning textures to bolder, full band orchestral arrangements. The album is due to be released on the 5th of May, with Sheeran going on tour in London, Dublin, Glasgow, Manchester, and Paris to debut the first single at the end of March. All I'm going to say good luck, Ed. Guys, we have world famous American media personality Perez Hilton on Pop Culture Sync. Welcome to Pop Culture Sync, Perez. Thank you so much for being my first ever guest.
1: Thanks for having me and congratulations on your new show.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. It's nice to like start off with a bang, but yeah, so you had your tree kids true surrogacy. What was that like, and would you recommend doing surrogacy?
1: For me it, it was not a quick process, but but it was fairly easy, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, the thing that worried me the most was, am I gonna find an egg donor that resonates with me? but i did and you know it it took a while um each pregnancy was different thankfully i had an agency that helped guide me through the process and helped me to find surrogates as well as the egg donor and helped make sure that the the paperwork and the law was fully followed and and everything was done as it should because in, in in the United States, you know, surrogacy is different from state to state, oh. and there there are many countries where it's not even allowed. So yeah. I definitely would recommend it to somebody if you can afford it. It's definitely not cheap, that's for sure.
0: So did you get yours to New York? Was it?
1: No, in Los Angeles, I used an agency in L.A.
0: Oh, cool! And it all worked out in the end, I guess.
1: Yes, thankfully. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you were like on Celebrity Big Brother UK in 2015, and you were on the show with Katie Hopkins. She's very hated around the world. What was that experience like?
1: It was awful. (laughs) Not just because of her, but because of my naivete. Yeah. I, I really had not watched the show before. Mm-hmm. I just agreed to do it for the paycheck. It was a huge paycheck. Oh, wow. And the American version of the show is very different in many ways.
0: How here, it different?
1: Well, here in the U S the housemates are the ones that evict people. And in the oh. UK, the public are the ones that evict yeah. people. And, in the UK, it's really kind of becoming a way, or it's coming back. It's taking a break. Mm-hmm. It really um, was kind of like pan, not pantomime, but um, you know, it's just it was very good and bad, and and heroes and villains and yeah. and boo- booing uh, when you're in the audience outside mm-hmm. for the people that you like and you don't and. You know, it never occurred to me that people in the house would be starting fights just for attention. Uh, you know, I could do so many other things to get attention yeah, besides starting a fight. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I think people, they viewed me as a threat. And I think my biggest mistake was not being fully transparent, I was always honest, but you can be honest without being transparent. I should have just said, listen, I'm only in here for the paycheck, but I knew we were being recorded at all times. And I didn't want to say that because that's not like, you know, that's not a good look per se. Although in hindsight, well, that's not true. Some of those people got paid little to nothing and they were doing it just for the exposure yeah I'd, i would not have subjected myself to that for just the exposure so yeah i i wanted the money and to peace out and it didn't quite work out that way i had to stay 30 out of 32 days <laughs>
0: oh god so like you've been on family guy miss universe victorious and glee like you've done like a hell of a lot of shows is there any shows that you want to do that you, you haven't been on or any cameos or anything
1: yeah, I i really would love to do a lot more acting. Um, you know, I would love my dream to be is to be on a show that's not currently on the air. I would love to be an originating actor, uh playing a character, not playing myself on a new like this is literally my fantasy. I've talked about it with my therapist. I would love to be on a sitcom that ends up being a huge global sensation. Yeah. That's pie in the sky. I mean, it could happen. Anything is possible, but you know, the likelihood is, you know, it would, it's it would be extraordinary for that to happen because, uh, you know, I I I feel like that would probably only happen if some showrunner specifically writes a part with me in mind and reaches out and says, hey, do you want to do this? And I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. I've done some acting again recently, and I just want to do more. I did a Christmas film last year that aired on VH1 here in the United States, and I filmed a horror movie that's coming out this year. It's actually premiering this month at a film festival, and uh, yeah, hopefully I get to do more of that.
0: Yeah, you've done so much, and you also like have a song called "The Clap," which is about gonorrhea. Oh. How did that come to mind?
1: That actually was uh, because of a movie that I was in. I did this gay film called Another Gay Sequel: Gay's Gone Wild. Yeah, and I got to do a song for the soundtrack for the closing credits. Where was my Oscar nomination? Uh, I worked on that song with this really talented musician named Lucian Payne, who went on to do a lot with RuPaul Mm -hmm. and on Drag Race. And um, it was a a really fun moment in time forever ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. So a more negative question. I just want to put it out there. So many people like believe you were partially responsible, at least partially responsible, for outing certain celebs like Neil, Patrick Harris, many celebs like Lance Bass. Do you like regret it, or does it make you feel good?
1: Oh, I definitely regret it, yes. You know, I naively would tell myself a bunch of different things Things like you know, I'm just speaking to my friends. You know, I'm just, I'm just you know, my audience are like my friends. Why should I not say yeah. what I'm saying to my friends in real life? Or uh, you know, just a bunch of hogwash. Uh, I wish I could go back in time and do things differently, but mm-hmm. I can't. And the only thing I can do now, in addition to apologizing, which I've done so many times. Yeah. Is is to um, do things differently, which I do. And I don't do that anymore amongst other things.
0: Yeah, so you were like criticized a small bit in 2018 for saying that dance class can make kids gay. So you're gay yourself. Like, I just want to ask you, do you think someone is born gay or do you think it's an attribute you pick up or a bit of both?
1: Well, I think it depends on person to person, you know. There are some people who believe you're born gay, and then there are some. There are many people who believe that you know. I love who I love. I don't love you know. I'm not ju- that they believe that attraction is is uh, on a spec is fluid. Yeah, you know, people yeah. who might consider themselves um, polysexual. Wait, what? P- p- uh, pan pan pansexual. Pan- 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 there you go. Pansexual or uh bisexual or whatever it is, uh, but I think you know that statement came from a place of my own past and my own upbringing and how difficult it was for me and i I probably still believe this like it, I believe that my life w- would have been easier if I was. A straight man
0: yeah
1: and you know as a parent you just want to protect your kids even heterosexual men that are effeminate that are not considered masculine they're discriminated against so it's it's sad that this you know heteronormative machista way of thinking and presenting has you know so much power over us, and and is considered the ideal. Uh, but at the end of the day, like if my if it, I I would love and support my kids no matter what, you know.
0: Yeah. So you've been banned from TikTok multiple times. I have two questions about that. You said you reached out to Charity Demedio. Did she ever get back to you? And do you think no. it's kind of kind of dangerous? They're like censoring you, like or is it like a slippery slope? I definitely
1: think it's. I wouldn't say it's dangerous that they're censoring me, but uh, I definitely think it's bizarre that they're censoring me because I know I didn't do anything to warrant a permanent ban from TikTok. I know it. I was not bullying anyone. I was not threatening anyone. I still, I it still makes it still boggles my mind.
0: So you made allegations that Ariana Grande had cocaine at a party. Is that true?
1: You know, you hear things and a lot of the times you you get incorrect information. I've heard from her people that was not true. So, you know, that's where that stands.
0: You're 44 years old. You've gone through a lot in life. Do you ever want to get married?
1: I would love to get married, but I don't want to do what most people and even probably a higher percentage of gay men do, which is most gay men use online apps to meet people. Yeah. You know, whether that be Grindr or Tinder or whatever it is they're using, I'm not on Grindr, I'm not on Tinder and I don't, I mean, maybe in the future I'll use that if I'm open to it in the future but for now it's just that's a full-time job being on grinder and tinder i would make time to date i would make time for a great man if like i meet somebody in the real world at the gym through my kids school through my job through the neighborhood a neighbor whatever it might be you know but through a friend if i'm set up but having to use online dating i don't i don't know it's not appealing to me at this moment in time but i would love to get married for sure
0: yeah i guess that's the dream for everyone thank you so much perez i really appreciate you just giving me some time
1: you're welcome have a good day
0: thanks so much bye Thank you everyone for listening to today's show. I really appreciate the support and I'll be back next week with next week's episode and hopefully we'll have an amazing interview like this week. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your week. Bye.